You're listening to the New Spring Church Podcast. We're glad you're here. We want everyone everywhere to have an everyday relationship with Jesus, and we hope that this helps you do just that. Uh, I hope you uh, got to experience a little, bit of, a little bit of love, a little bit of encouragement in that one minute of greeting. And, and how many know that you don't need to run off after the end of the service, that you can, you can linger a little longer? And if you're looking for a little bit of encouragement, uh, looking for some connection, uh, you found the right place. And uh, I see a lot of smiling faces in the room, you know what I'm saying? A lot, of, a lot of Clemson fans smiling again, a lot of South Carolina fans still smiling, a lot of Georgia fans been smiling all year long, and uh, how good is it to know that irrespective of what's happening around us, um, how our football team is going, come on, we can smile deep on the inside because we know that we have a God who's in control. Come on, he's on our side and he's up to something good. And uh, that's what we're gonna do over the the course of December leading into Christmas. We're gonna start today uh, a series called The Story of Joy. We believe that God designed you in such a way to not only experience joy, but to also know where to go if you're lacking joy. Specifically, we're gonna be looking at the Luke account of the Christmas story. Uh, The Luke account is a little bit different than the Matthew account in the sense that it really leans into some characters and their journey back into joy. We're gonna look at the characters of Zechariah and um, uh, his wife Elizabeth and Mary and Joseph. John the Baptist is born in this portion of scripture. We're gonna look at Jesus as the central character, but over the next couple of weeks, we're gonna look at the story of joy. I love how it's gonna culminate in Luke chapter two and verse 10, when the angel declares to everyone in this story, everyone in this room right now, that we don't have to be afraid, that the angel and the message of the gospel brings good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Say all the people. people. Now turn to your neighbor and say, that means you. (laughs) No matter who you are or where you're at, irrespective of the kind of year you've had. We believe that God wants to give you, come on, more joy coming into this Christmas season. Joy is a hard word to definitively define, but everyone knows joy when they see it. You can go to the dictionary, you can study the Hebrew and the Greek and extrapolate the concept of an inner strength, an inner confidence, an inner lightness, But the reality is joy is hard to exhaustively explain, but everyone knows joy when they have it. Everyone knows when they have joy and they're losing it. Unfortunately, there are way too many people in the world today, maybe even in our church today, who could tell a story of how they had joy and they've lost it. I know a lot of people that I get to journey with as a pastor here at New Spring Church, would tell the story of how they have less joy right now in December 22 than they had in February 2020. And here's the good news for you. God sees you. God recognizes your joy situation, and he's actually set you up throughout the course of December, along with your family here at New Spring Church, to see your joy restored. And here's the reality. You need joy. 
Because God designed you in such a way to, to run off joy. That's the reason the Bible says in the book of Nehemiah, chapter 8 and verse 10, for the joy of the Lord is my strength. When I have joy, I can just deal with my days. You know what I'm saying? When I got joy, I can deal with the struggles. When I have joy, I can deal with the pressure. My nine to five just seems to fly by. That little mountain that I need to climb, I can just climb it every single day when I have joy. Flip it, without joy isn't life a struggle. That schooling that you're doing, that nine to five job that you're working, that family you're trying to lead, those kids you're trying to raise, everything is just so much harder without joy. And there are a lot of people in the world today who have lost that bounce in their step, that smile on their dial. Everything is heavier and harder. Why? Because they've lost their joy. So let's be real right now. Let's ask this question. How are you going with your joy right now? Are you running high? Are you running low? Are you somewhere around the middle? Seriously, if you had like a joy gauge on your chest, what would it read right now? You know, back in the old days when we drove cars around that ran off fossil fuel, there was like a fuel gauge on that dashboard and there's an F for full and an E for empty. And there's a light that goes off next to that E if you're running really low. How was your joy tank looking? Just out of curiosity, what do you do with your fuel tank when it runs low, when that light goes off? Do you do what my wife does as a smart, insightful, intelligent human being? I see that as an indicator to pull over and find some gas. Or do you do what I do? See, that's the beginning of the game. <laughs> like, how many more miles can I squeeze out of this thing? You know what I'm saying? The computer's reading 50 miles. There are at least 150 miles in this thing. If I drive it just right, you know what I'm saying? Conservatively up the hills, take my foot off the accelerator, going down the hills. This thing might go on forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you do when that light goes off? What do you do when your light goes off in your joy tank? Because if your light is going off, you're not alone. We are living in a day and an age where we have burnt through our joy supplies at an unprecedented rate. Think about the fear, the frustration, the division in society over the last couple of years, and it won't be surprising to you that the person to your left and to your right has less joy right now than they had in February 2020. Just think about the words that are in our vocabulary right now that we never used before. Quarantine, pandemic. Never used those words before, but now it's a part of our everyday vernacular. Think about having to go through a season of social distancing, literally being told that you can't go near the people that you love. I remember for a period of time, they used to have to post someone with me out the front as people, you know, Dan, you have to stay. That did something to us. Think about how the world feels today. Think about the arguments that you're having, the dryness of your soul, the fragmentation in your workplace, the fracture in some of your friendships and relationships. And if you're sitting here right now going, yo, Dan, this word's for me because I'm running low on joy. I've got some good news for you. God is in the business, come on, of restoring joy. And that's what Christmas is all about. Yes, you're gonna be given some socks that you, know, you really don't care that much about. Yes, you're gonna be given 
some cakes that are going to just sit on the corner of your bench, uneaten, coming into Easter time. Come on, yes, we'll be given a bunch of things, but I hope and pray above anything that you are gifted this year is restored joy. So here's the question, how? Well, let's have a look at this Luke account of the Christmas story because you'll see along, as, along with the Bible, it's all a story of joy. Specifically, I wanna look at the stories of two characters, Zechariah and Elizabeth. To their friends, there were Zach and Lizzie and there were a couple of just good people living 2,000 years ago. The Bible makes it clear that they were good people because it says in Luke chapter one, verses six and seven, both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all of the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive and they were both very old. Zechariah was a priest and he worked faithfully in the temple. Elizabeth, his faithful wife, and both of them, we can deduce from that scripture, had been trying for years and years and years to fall pregnant. But month after month, flowing into year after year, disappointment after disappointment. Dry, discouraged, a couple here lacking joy. And as you continue to read their story in Luke chapter one, you'll see that Elizabeth was a relative of a young lady named Mary. And an angel named Gabriel would visit both Elizabeth and Mary with good news, letting them know that they've been heard by God. Specifically, Elizabeth had been heard by God and she was going to be with child. When the news came to Zechariah, he had a hard time really embracing it. That's what living life over an extended period of time does to you without joy. When you do life long enough without joy, even an angel giving you good news will be something that causes you to not believe. And Zechariah here would find himself without words for a period of time as Mary and Elizabeth would connect and talk about this crazy interaction they had with an angel. Fast forward to the end of this story, a baby would be born, Zechariah's lips would be loosed, Praise would be brought to God. And you see here at the end of Luke chapter one, restored joy. But here's the really important question that we have to ask here this morning at the beginning of this series. How did Zechariah and Elizabeth journey back into joy? And how does that impact our journey? And what lessons can we learn from these two faithful people that if we would apply them into our lives throughout the course of December, we could tell the story too of restored joy. So if you're taking down notes, you can pull out your pens right now. If you have the New Spring app, open it up. We're gonna have a look at Zechariah and Elizabeth's, Zach and Lizzie's journey back into joy. And I speak it out in the name of Jesus on every single campus in every single seat, that if you're here this morning and you know that you've been lacking joy, that inner strength, that inner lightness, that inner confidence that used to define your journey, in the name of Jesus, come Christmas time, you will have the story, come on, of restored joy, amen? Someone's gonna be going to you, there's something different about you. 
Did you do something with your hair? Is it that kind of a lipstick thing? No, no, no. It is joy. Come on. There are going to be men who go, you know, is it the shirt? No, no. It's the joy inside of my heart. Come on. Restored joy. So how is joy restored? Well, first and foremost, you can write this one down. Joy comes from remembering there is good news. Everyone say good news. Come on, say good news. Come on, turn to your neighbor and let them know there's good news. I know we live in a day and an age where we are bombarded consistently and continually by bad news. I know it feels like wandering around our yard all the time are bad news bears telling us how the world is falling apart and everything's going to hell in a handbasket. But here the angel declares good news. In Luke chapter 1 and verse 19, the Bible says that the angel said to him, I'm Gabriel and I stand in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and tell you this is good news. I, I know for a lot of people that 2022 has been a disappointment and it feels like you've been hit by wave after wave of bad news. Just as you think that you caught your breath from that last wave of bad news, another piece of bad news hits you. You know what I'm saying? You ever been out in the ocean before where you're getting thrown around by the waves and you're just trying to just catch a little bit of a breath and every single time you catch your breath, you get hit by another wave? A lot of people have felt that over the last couple of years. I know that for a lot of people coming into Christmas season, this isn't a happy time for them. You're hearing the jingling of the bells and the caroling of the carols and, and you're seeing all the, all the lights and you're smelling all the smells and for you, it just reminds you of all the things that you don't have. It reminds you of the loved ones that you have lost. It reminds you of the pain that is still real. And I know that all of us have been through a lot over the last couple of years and many of us have found ourselves at the end of this trek going, you know what, I don't have a lot of joy because of the bad news that keeps washing over me. Well, I'm here to declare to you that yes, that is real. Yes, your experience is something that, yes, you have to lean into and process through, but overarching all of it, come on, undergirding all of it, intertwined all the way through it, is very good news. And that's what Christmas is about. Yes, buy the gifts. Yes, buy the tree. I'm getting my tree this week. For some reason, Krista is obsessed with these live trees. And it feels like every single year they get more expensive and they get smaller and smaller and smaller. There's a global conspiracy going on. And you know what I'm saying? I know that Christmas has a lot of stuff connected to it, but underlying, overarching, intertwined is good news. And the good news is, is that unto us a child is born. Unto us the Son of God has been given. And the government is on his shoulders. Every power, every authority, every twist, every turn, every up, every down, he holds it in his strong right hand. And his name is wonderful. He ain't an ordinary God, a God of variety, average God. He is a wonderful God. And he's a mighty God. And he's a counseling God. And he's a here with us in the dark moment, through the valley kind of God. Come on, there is good news. If you're gonna clap, may as well clap properly. Give him a praise. This is good news. And I hope and pray, resonating through all of the noise, humming through all of the hurt, is the fact that Christmas is a declaration that you're not alone and you're not forgotten. 
and you aren't left to your own devices to work out your way forward. But you have a God who loved you so much, he would send his best to be near, to stay near, and he is here. Joy comes from remembering in the midst of all the craziness, come on, there's good news. Or in American, good news. Number two, write this one down. Not only is there good news that helps us see joy restored, we get to lean into his presence. Can you lean into someone right now and let them know you can lean into his presence? Just lean into him. If you're a single college guy and you lent into a single college girl, let's give her a little wink. They said, I like to lean into your presence. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. Lean into his presence. That's where joy is restored. Not only remembering there's good news, but that in the presence of Jesus, there's restored joy. In Luke chapter 1, verse 42, it says, in a loud voice, she, there's Elizabeth, when visiting her relative Mary, who was with child with Jesus, she exclaimed, blessed are you, Mary, among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb, John, leapt for joy. Can you see what's happening here? Two beautiful women, so seen by God, so loved by God, were with child and in that interaction, the presence of the baby Jesus would cause the leaping of joy inside of Elizabeth's womb. John would jump for joy just being around Jesus. And that's a truth that you can build your life on. Come on, that's a truth that's gonna restore your joy that as you take time to lean into the presence of Jesus, there's always more joy, more confidence, more strength that comes from that interaction. That's the reason in the book of Galatians chapter five, it could famously declare like for the fruit of the spirit, just Jesus with us every day is more love and more joy. Lean into his presence. That is so cool, I'm telling you. Just to remember that no matter what's happening around me, when I lean into Jesus, I get more joy. Irrespective of kind of the life I've lived up to this point, and even my personality, I can have more Jesus and more joy. That's a lie that some people need to break. Some people think that they'll never experience joy because they don't think they're a joyful kind of person because they think joy is a personality. You know what I'm saying? There are some people who are just upbeat kind of individuals, like no doubt, Dan, you're a joyous kind of person and you always seem to be happy and bouncing around and full of energy. It's like you put, you know what I'm saying? Like kind of Red Bull on your cereal in the morning and it's like, hey, that's just the way some people are. Some people think I'm never gonna experience joy because this is not me. Like I wasn't raised by a mother and father who were very positive people and I've always been a glass half empty kind of person. Even my blood type is negative. You know what I'm saying? You, you think to yourself that I'm never gonna have joy because it's not my personality. Joy is not a personality. Joy is the person of Jesus present in your life. And even though we all have different personalities, Jesus doesn't dictate how much of him you experience 
based on your personality. The more space you create, the more he'll fill, the more he fills, come on, the more joy you have. Come on, this is really good. Because we're going to break this line that tells us that we can only have joy when things are going our way. If things aren't going my way, I can't have joy. No, joy isn't based on your circumstances. Joy is based on the person who is Jesus, who's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's the difference between happiness and joy. So happiness is that high feeling you get when things go your way. It's based on your happenings. That's where the word happiness comes from. So if things are going your way, happy, happy, happy. If things don't go your way, then sad, sad, sad. You know what I'm saying? Work stuff going good, happy, happy, happy. My boss is getting on my back, sad, sad, sad. Hey, money stuff going good, happy, happy, happy. Hey, money stuff going bad, sad, sad, sad. Having a good hair day, come on, happy, happy, happy. Having a no hair day, sad, sad, sad. You know what I'm saying? My, 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 my football team win an ACC championship, happy, happy, happy. Think about last week, sad, sad, sad. You know what I'm saying? Like up and down, down and up. And there's nothing wrong with happy. Just don't live off happy. You get to live off, come on, joy. Where happiness is outside in, guess what? Joy is inside out. Money stuff good, money stuff bad. Jesus didn't change, I've got joy. Come on, health stuff good, health stuff bad. Come on, I've got Jesus, I've got joy. Come on, good report from the doctor, bad report from the doctor. Jesus is still on the throne. He's still in control. Come on, I've got joy. Come on, good season, bad season, up, down, whatever. I've got Jesus, amen, and I've got joy. That's the reason if you're here right now and you're going, Dan, I am lacking joy. If you're sitting in one of our campuses going, you know what, this is a word for me. My spouse has been saying that there's something missing and, 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 and that I have lost this kind of just little, this sparkle in my eye and kind of I don't laugh as much or don't smile as much. I can, my kids can see it in my life. I, I'm, just, I'm just walking around like I got a dark cloud over me. You have a next step. Lean into his presence. That's the reason over the next couple of weeks, I'm begging you. I know that for a lot of people, we've gone to a rhythm where we, we don't connect with community every single week, but I'm begging you, make it a point. If you're lacking joy, lean more into community because where two or three are gathered in his name, he'll be there as well. Come along to church in person. Get connected with your Bible study group again. Get connected with your Fuse group again. Get connected with that group of business people that you meet with again. Lean more into his presence. Come on. That's the reason I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to dare you. Come on, during the praising and the worshiping of God in song, lift your hands. Open up your heart. Point your eyes towards the heavens. Because where you praise him, he presences himself. Come on, every single morning, before you jump into your day, lean into his presence. He didn't sleep last night. He's been waiting for you. Come on, as you lean into his presence, you get more joy. Remember there's good news this Christmas season. Lean into his presence, more presence, more joy. Thirdly and lastly, put praise on your lips. Where are my chapstick people at? Where are the chapstick people at? Always got a chapstick handy. Who shares their chapstick? Any chapstick sharers around? Any chapstick sharers? Uh, my, my wife is just 
I get, I get very chappy lips. And, uh, and Krista's always ready with um, a little bit of that papaya. You know the little papaya one like that comes out of the squeeze? None of that kind of the, the basic chapstick stuff, you know what I'm saying? My, 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 you know, Krista's got like a little papaya kind of action there. And some of you all have chapped souls and dry spirits because you haven't had praise on your lips for a while. You've had complaint on your lips. You've had division on your lips. You've had frustration on your lips. You've had fear on your lips. I promise you, if you wanna get some joy back, you better put some praise on your lips. Because that's what Zechariah does here. I love the way how the story ends. Like it finishes with him praising God and singing this beautiful song about the faithfulness of God. But you can, you'll, you'll see what activated the final joy in his life in the 64th verse of Luke chapter one. The Bible says immediately his mouth was opened, his tongue was set free, and he began to speak. And this is the first thing that came out of his mouth before he sung this song of joy. He began to praise God. Put praise on your lips. Praise is simply gratitude directed towards God. Recognizing his goodness and his faithfulness and will make all the difference to the joy in your soul. Some of us need to wipe the grumbling off our lips. You know what I'm saying? Because the grumbling on your lips have robbed your heart and your household of joy. Just think about the last hour of your life with grumbling on your lips. Oh, I wake up this morning and I didn't sleep good last night. I've got a bad back. I'm getting to that age where I go to sleep without an injury and I wake up with an injury. I've got to go to church today and oh well, I may as well go to church because if I miss church today, this sure enough, the one week that I miss church, that'll be the week that Jesus comes back. And here I am, I'm driving to church and there's traffic on the roads everywhere. It's a foggy South Carolina morning and there's traffic everywhere. And now I roll into church and there's someone like kind of there and they're, they're hanging out and, and um, you know, they're smiling at me. I don't trust people who smile this big early in the morning and I don't know what they're smiling about. And now I roll into church and there's someone there and they're, they're, si they're, they're sitting in my seat. Lo and behold, as if my day wasn't bad enough, someone is sitting in my seat. Don't they know I've been at this church back when it was in Anderson University and this has always been my seat. And now we're singing these songs. I don't think carols should be sung during uh, Christmas time. We should be only singing songs in church that come directly from the book of Psalms. I don't read the book of Psalms myself, but they should come from the book of Psalms. And now Dan Leanne's here. He's not my favorite. And you know what? I've See, you did that for the last hour, that's the reason there's no joy in your heart. You've done that for the last two years, that's the reason there's no joy in your household, okay? Just imagine your life lived differently. The last one hour, and you wake up this morning, and go, oh, I didn't sleep good last night, I've got a bad back, but praise God, a bad back in the morning just reminds me I didn't die in my sleep. And here I am, I get to go to church in a free country where I get to worship Jesus and I don't have to worry about being persecuted, so I'm gonna get my praise on. 
And here I am, I'm driving to church and there's traffic everywhere. Praise God for traffic because traffic just reminds us that the world is getting back to normal. You know what I'm saying? And I get to church this morning and someone's smiling at me. Thank God for people who are smiling at me this early in the morning. They got here early as volunteers to warm the house of God up for me. And now we're worshiping God and we're praising God and I'm sounding good this morning. And here's Dan Leanne and he's yelling at me and I don't understand a word he's saying because his accent throws me, but I like his energy, man. I like his energy. Can you feel it? Do that the next time before complaining. Do that the next time before you worry. Do that the next time before you forecast doom and gloom going to 23. Come on, put praise on your lips. And I promise you that'll moisturize your soul. And that'll flow out and cause joy in your journey. Can someone say a good amen to that? There's a path forward if you're lacking joy. I know there's a lot of bad news swirling, but there's good news. I know there's a lot of things trying to vie for your energy and your attention, but lean into his presence. I know there's a lot of stuff we can complain about, but does it help? No, put praise on your lips and see joy break out. Anyone need this word this morning? Come on, let's be real right now. Come on, I've needed this word. I've been running low. I'm always naturally a really positive guy, a naturally very high energy kind of individual. Like my mother didn't breastfeed me, she really did give me Red Bull instead and um, (laughs) always been like this. But wave after wave of disappointment, for for those who don't know, let me catch you up, I share about it quite consistently. Like we love America, we're just trying to visit Australia again at some point. And long story short, we can't leave and visit Australia until our green card applications are approved. And that was meant to be a pretty straightforward kind of process, but then 2020 happened and made it far less than straightforward. And so basically all we're doing is every day we're waiting. We're being told there's no email that's coming. It's literally a letter that's gonna come in the mail with four little greenish cards in them. And so every day I'm kind of just waiting, every night I'm praying, every moment I have spare, I'm just talking to Jesus about it. But day after day, flowing into month after month, still no good news. Anyway, a couple of weeks ago, Krista gets a, gets a, um, a text from USPS and um, saying that there's some registered mail coming to us from the United States government. So I'm pumped. I didn't want to get too excited. I like had to kind of get through a few meetings and a, and a lunch, but in my head, I'm just thinking, this is it. I'm gonna get to see my mother and my father and my brother and my nephews for Christmas time. It's freezing cold here. It's summertime out there. You're gonna be all rolling around kind of pasty because of the lack of sun. I'm rolling back with a deep tan, you know what I'm saying? And this is it. I come home, Chris is waiting for me to open up the letter. She opens up the letter and she's just letting us know that nothing's been approved yet and we're going to have to walk through further delay. Krista was upset. I'm trying to kind of just keep the mood up. So what I did is I excused myself from the room 
and I went into the bathroom. Anyone else hide in the bathroom? That's where I go. It's my happy place, you know what I'm saying? And my heart just felt so heavy. And it felt like I was just pushing kind of water out of my face. But I've been reflecting on this over the last couple of weeks, so I just thought I'd put it into practice. And I started putting some praise on my lips. I just started speaking out loud. Can I just encourage you to start speaking praise? Come on, out loud. Come on, even today, as you're driving home, put praise on your lips. Come on, look at the people that you love and just put praise on your lips. Come on, in your household, put praise in your lips. I just started doing it. Jesus, you're for me. You haven't forgotten me. This is not you forgetting about me. This is you preparing us for something and doing something in our faith that couldn't happen in any other environment. And I thank you, God, that even though I can't see my blood family in Australia, I've got all kinds of Jesus blood family here in the state of South Carolina, and I feel so connected, and I'm so loved and, and, and taken care of. And I praise you, God, because there's a roof over my head. I praise you, God, that I've got a bathroom to cry in. I praise you, God, because for every one bit of discouragement that I feel, there is a ton of encouragement that you wanna pour over my heart at any given time. Come I started putting praise on my lips. I'm here to testify to you. I changed in that bathroom. And I promise you, you will change in your journey too. If you just remember this good news, lean into his presence and put praise on your lips. Someone say a good amen to that. So as you wrap up our time, I just want to do a couple of simple things. Number one, I'd love the opportunity to give everyone a next step. So I'm going to encourage everyone in every single room to stand to their feet. And if you're one of our ministry teams, can you just move to your positions now? We always respond in our services because like we always say, when God pours out love in your direction, when he speaks to you, it's right to respond. And specifically this morning with our stations, they, they kind of link up with what we talked about this morning. There are some people who are saying, you know what, it's been a while since I've reflected on how good the news is of the gospel. I met Jesus years ago, but right now as I think about how God gave his son Jesus so that he could live a perfect life and die an unjust death so I could enter into eternity with him forever. I'm just so grateful for that. If you're grateful this morning for the good news, each and every single one of you have an opportunity to move out of your seats and grab the communion elements, take it in your own time. That's just remembering good news. For some people you're saying, Dan, I've never responded to this good news. For me, this is all religion. It's me trying to keep rules. I'm just at church this morning because I think God's angry at me and I don't have a friendship with him. If that's you and this good news isn't good news to you, in every single one of our rooms, there's a cross. And we'd love for you to slip out of your seat and connect with maybe one of our ministry team and let them share with you the good news that saves us now into forever. Come on, we're gonna lean into his presence. Say lean. Come on, we can lean into his presence. If you're lacking joy right now, as we worship God in song, you can lean into his presence. As we give you an opportunity to pray about something, we're leaning into his presence. 
And I'm believing with all of my heart that as we put praise on our lips, in praise and worship, something's gonna shift in your journey. So we're all gonna respond in some way, shape, or form. You all have a next step. But lastly, with every eye open and every head raised and everyone looking around in a judgmental manner, come on, if that word was for you and you're lacking joy and you need some joy restored, just lift your hand high in the sky right now. The Bible says that God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. There's nothing as humbling as saying that's me with people watching. Come on, hands in the sky right now. If you need some joy restored. See, you're not alone. In the name of Jesus, I speak joy over my friends. You see the darkness, you see the dryness. You see the brokenness in their hearts. Help them remember this good news. Help them lean into your presence. Help them put praise on their lips. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. Come on, let's respond now. Thanks for listening to the New Spring Church Podcast. Make sure to visit our website at newspring.cc for more content, including videos, articles, and devotionals to help you have an everyday relationship with Jesus. Or plan a visit to one of our campuses across the state of South Carolina.